0: Hey everybody, welcome into The Wrap, the Friday edition. My favorite day of the week because my best buddies are in the house here at NRM Streamcast. Live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington Hills, Clarence Black, my man, my riding partner, in the house again. Welcome in, buddy. What's going on, man? I like your St. John's, even though it's not my Saint John's. No, it's my, my brother's John's.
1: school. Saint John College Prep in DC. All
0: right. It's not the red men out in uh in New York City. We got Darren McCarty in the house. His favorite colors are red and white.
2: Absolutely. Four red...
0: times Stanley Cup champion. Could have red... been six times Stanley Should've, Cup Champion. you know
2: what? You know, that's why I get mad at Tom Brady. Him and I had so much in common. Trophy remember... wife, uh Isn't that you know, four four wins, two losses, then he goes and wins two more, so I'm pissed at
0: Tom. I know, but half three four of his things were thanks to kickers and bad moves by other teams. So Yes, you earned yours.
2: Way to go, jealous New York fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ethan Perlman in the house. Uh, he's back. He didn't feel good yesterday,
3: but he's back in the house today. No, but feeling better today.
0: He wouldn't miss our show. I know that Ethan for sure. Play
3: to the
1: buzzer. And we got a special oh, guest. Uh, you want to introduce our buzzer. special guest? He today? wasn't playing the to the wife. buzzer I my, wife, my beautiful wife is. Uh, Why don't you t- talk into
0: the mic and tell everyone who she is?
1: My beautiful wife, Lorena Black. Uh huh. Is uh is here?
0: What's up, Miss Black? Hi. Welcome in. She's working. she's She's here she's here on official business what do we got in store today maz hey we got rod beard coming on with us live from okc of course he writes for the detroit news he follows the pistons around that's his uh that's his gig with the detroit news the beat rider for the Pistons. And of course uh, they are in the, they are in the news.
1: Contractually obligated yeah. positivity, baby. You know, I always I, I
0: sat with him the other night and I'm like, man, you look so Contractually obligated see,
2: positivity. Hey Clarence, isn't that the beauty of oh, that's I love the it. beauty where, where 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 I sit too is because I'm always gonna call like you see, you know what I mean, the culture and whatever oh. and all the all the guys that work for the different teams is how are we gonna spin it? And it just reminded me of Maz because <laughs> later in the show we're gonna show something that uh, we do outside the Outside the NRM streamcast as a family together and we did a little thing at Gleaners, but I mentioned that because we got a we had a great time with uh, Dan Dickerson, Double D, our you buddy who do. does the Tigers. And if anybody has to spin it the right way in the positivity, uh-huh. it's him. Hey. So I, 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 this is actually the fun part being the <laughs> athlete to listen to the yeah. to not have to play and answer the questions to hear how they spin it. Because
1: man, I look at so I follow Rod on Twitter, man, and there'll be like I was watching a game, dude, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I literally, right. I, but listen, I, so there are times where I watch this team. And it'll be, like, one of those nights where it's a debacle. And I just will watch the game, but I'm looking at Rod's tweets. And his tweets, like, he's trying to find the positive.
0: Well, Andre just scored a bucket. <laughs> Andre with a
1: lay-in. In the Memphis game, man, the Memphis game, Andre was, like, just, he was whining. He was, yeah, he was getting some fouls. But, you know, watching <laughs> Rod. Rod is spinning it. Hey. I'm like, go get him. He's dancing. I'm like, you dance on that keyboard. Yeah. Andre Drummond
0: era is over here in Detroit. There are a lot of God. people that are
2: rejoicing. Yes. I'm not rejoicing. I'm one of them.
0: I am not rejoicing Time at to all. Oh. That's, that, Why? You know, because that- Why are you moving on from one? a very... Very play. Maz, You what? want
1: here's, very, very. You two, you use two varies yes. on Andre Drum. Yes, L- listen, you use two varies because he's
0: a double
2: double bro, machine. Maz, you don't use two varies. On there's you. two ways to change culture, right? And if it's not going to change at the top, which is you're not, which which is then it's going to have to change with who you think are your key players. You're not going anywhere. At least now, the biggest part it's not about getting anything in return. To me, it's getting them off the books and and then hopefully. You know, there, you don't see any direction with the Pistons. It'll be great to hear what uh, Rod, has, Rod has to say yeah. because of this. But uh, but to me, it's one of the best things that happened because it's sort of like, you know, I'm going to... Turned us to the the racism issue in Celine, right? The the worst part where the person comes up in the town hall meeting and says something about uh, racial. Go to to go back to Mexico, right? Now it's awful to be said, but what happened because of it? We got discussion out of it, right? So not to the same uh, format or platform because that's just the the, the wrongness. I don't want to get into it. that's too political. But on a sports end, you have to make changes and you have to sometimes just cut your losses It's surrender. You know, it really is surrender. Okay, boom, we're we're done with this. We're gonna move on and see what direction. At least there's some sort. I have more hope today that okay, we're, we're at least going into the draft or going into something. We're not gonna just be hanging on and paying money and siphoning out the back. And yeah, he's gonna get zero in the first and twenty twenty in the second
1: but and lose, you know, dude. People. People love you because of how hard you play. Mm-hmm. Win or lose, mm-hmm. win or, right. win or, whatever, especially whatever, in this town. Whatever Spe- you, Absolutely. your, your story—you've been so honest with it, right? About everything, man. Your personal issues, whatever. But nothing, nothing, in this town that is said about you will start with, "Well, he was lazy and he didn't give everything." Oh, like yeah. no, Andre Drummond didn't care. If they won, he was okay. How do if you they know?
0: lost, he, look, his, his, his motor.
1: Yeah, obvious. All right,
0: listen. He didn't play 100 percent all the time. Well, then, well I, you,
1: then we're good. Then I'm done. Yeah,
0: See I'm it. done. That, we're, that we're,
1: comment we're right bo- there. We're both done. That's man. the craziest comment. I, like, I know. I'm be he is, prof- he is he is supposed to be the guy. Yeah. He's a. You said very, very good, and then your first Where, sentence was he didn't play hundred percent all the time. I don't need what that is he guy. He on a championship,
2: was... a five, five guy, four maybe five guy. But if you're gonna, if you were to win with him, he's not your main guy. He no, mo- okay. no, because he doesn't have. He's a main guy. He's not on a, a team
0: like the Clippers.
1: Dude, you put him on what? the Clippers. We have an honest moment. Guy. Listen, Come yeah, on, let's have an honest moment. There are guys. Here. I want. I want me. I'm again, I'm gonna go back to what I am paying money. I am paying money to see guys play who don't want to lose. As much as I give him crap about playing to the buzzer, like I get it. Yeah. Which is just play hard. You'd rather see Andre Ethan? takes the first quarter off. <laughs> he takes the warm up off. Hold on. He takes waking up off.
0: He scored fourteen in the first quarter against Phoenix the
2: other big, night. Yeah, yeah. I didn't
1: say he wasn't talented. Yeah, but you deal, can't. But you, you gotta cannot go all, win. all the time. I
2: don't want guys, I'd rather have the work ethic and less talent because you know at least at least what you got and they're giving everything to the end of their ability. I hate hate guys who Thank don't you. play to their to play if to their. The talent to level. You,
1: if I ask you, hey, do you want to win? And it's really like, I'd like to. Yeah, but like no, I mean, do you want to win? Like, do you want to win more than every? Uh, I mean, if we don't I'd win, we don't love, win. Then I'll I'd, go I'd to Italy to. this year. Or, Dude, or who, we'll go. I'll go on a cruise. Would you hire that?
4: His no, motor.
1: I, look, Andre Drummond has got two motors. Low motor. And no motor, <laughs> there ain't another motor. He's got a low old, motor. Hey, the old low no and no, the
2: old low and no. Like it's hey.
1: literally like getting in a golf cart and thinking you're gonna get you're gonna get to sixty. It ain't happening. Up okay. thirty five miles nice, if an you, hour, if and that's you, if,
2: if you accept mediocrity and that's fine with you as your top level, then good. There right. you go. That's then you're great to be. But in imagine if he gave a shit. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's that's why you and I are like damn because, and it's not like. It's just because he's just the last of days. He doesn't care, we, yes. you, and I know a guy. We've either played with a guy, or you've served with a guy, or whatever. That's that's in or in the way. He's an in the way guy. Whereas Blake Griffin, for everything, yeah. he plays hard. You cannot yes. say that that
1: guy doesn't I, care. Plays harder than hell. I hate it when everybody associates volume with uh, with the motor with with the results. You don't have to, I I hate the, well, you know, he's not, he's, a, he's not the, uh, like, dude, I don't need all that. No. Like, everybody talk. everybody wanted Ken Wins. Like, there's this thing in this I town, Jim people, Caldwell. people wanted Ken yeah. Wins because he had the slack, he had the slack jaw, the dip in his mouth, and he was like, uh, you need to win. Mm, and Jim Caldwell was somebody's grandpa. At the end of the day, your passion for what you do will show in the results. I can tell you plenty of people who deliver results, and they are just but the fire, the fire is there. I don't need the. Sometimes the rah rah guys are like, okay, but yeah, no, you, it's all show. It's all show, and that's that gets muted. All that right, listen to me. I'm I'm,
0: I'm I'm the oldest guy in the room here, so I've been watching yeah, more what's basketball. Your point? We know that. I've been Everybody watching more. Ba- awesome. like, I watch more Dude, basketball than Come all of you guys.
1: Man. Okay. We keep a defibrillator no. like under the table.
0: Now let me explain something to you. <laughs> When I watch Andre Drummond, I see a lot of talent. Okay, and we I agree. know we, with, we don't we don't on. disagree. In the right situation, I think he could have been a,
2: a winner. Yeah, get the fuck out of here! Well, yes. They didn't surround him with the proper talent. Oh, so wow. Maz, Mas, Mas, wow. no. forget the past. No. What are we dealing no. with now? No. It 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 is what no. you're dealing with. This is the best case scenario moving forward. Why do you want to? Like keep remixing the pot up and serving the leftovers. I, 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 I want
3: to know what the perfect talent around him would have even. Yeah, would have been
1: an all star team. No, that's not what I'm looking. I mean, for. Hey, then mean, you, then you, who? You gave, t- you
3: gave him a point. You got. That you gotta have like three guys
1: with. that work twice as hard and use his work ethic He's so it makes the guy. it. He's dude. You're a walking huh. double double. Yeah, yeah. A walking double lead. Lead. You established the culture. A, and Ben the- Wallace. Ben Wallace was not blessed with near I think the physical the the physical did he ever, did he
2: ever take a warm up no, off nothing. never
1: Ben is going hundred percent Ben is getting his ankles taped going hundred percent
2: hey for more
0: on Andre and the Pistons we go out to Oklahoma City and a man that watches more Piston games than all of us uh the Detroit News is Rod Beard joins us. Uh Rod, how are you man? And uh thanks for coming on. Darren McCarty's here, Clarence Black, myself and Ethan.
1: That's a that's a full panel. That's it is.
2: And well, you you're, made on, five, you're on, bro. We're, big, on, we're big
1: fans, bro. C black. You know I follow you, man. Contractually obligated positivity, baby.
0: There you go.
4: <laughs>
0: Are you happy with this trade?
4: Um, I think the Pistons needed to do something. Whether it was their other expiring contracts or Drummond, but they needed to set a direction on what they were going to do whether they were going to try to make the playoffs this year, which I don't think anybody wanted, or whether they were going to start uh, breaking this down and start preparing for the future. And keeping those expiring contracts kind of set a direction, and trading Drummond certainly set the direction that they're not going to try to win this year, they're not going to try to win in the coming years, they're really going to try to restructure this financial situation and the roster to play a different brand of basketball.
0: But to go give him away to Cleveland, which was a giveaway, you get Brandon Knight back. We had him back in 2011. John Henson, a former number one pick. He's never really done anything. And he had a second-round pick in 2023. So, in reality, you traded him for a second-round pick.
4: Yeah, and the second-round pick is probably going to be Golden State's pick in 2023, which is probably going to be 50, I don't know, 55, 58, who knows. Yeah. I think it was it was more of the fear that Drummond was going to opt in for that twenty eight point eight million and set their rebuild back another year. And that that you, I think it was just worth it from that perspective. If you know you want to move forward and you know you want to move on from him, that you had to do it, and it didn't matter what you got in return for it. The the two players they're getting they're just expiring contracts, yes. so there's no long term commitment there, uh, and you get any kind of pick that you can. But it really was more of if he opted in and he, you're paying him $29 million, there's a lot of stuff you have to work around to really get Christian Wood more minutes, to get your young guys more minutes, and to start changing the, the culture and direction of what you're trying to do. He's your longest tenure guy, and, and he made the tweets yesterday about not trusting anybody and, and loyalty and things like that. But I think it was more geared toward the, the front office and the ownership had to do what they had to do to really make this a turnaround and, and to change gears on what they were trying to do.
0: How far away do you think this team is from, from being a very team from the playoffs? <laughs> what, are, what are we talking about here? Well, there's only four teams that can win a championship in the NBA every year. So, how about like as as coming in as a four seed in in the East and and a chance to win a first round game, first round series.
4: I think they're they're still years away from that, and and they kept Blake Griffin because there, there was no trade market for him either. And Derek Rose, we just got off with with Ed Stefanski on a, yeah. a conference call. And he said the, the, thing, the thinking behind keeping a Derrick Rose is some of those young guys, your Bruce Browns, your Speed Luke's, those guys, they look up to him. They idolize him. And you need a guy like that. If you're going to do a true rebuild, you need to keep some veteran guys around. And it's similar to if you're talking Lions and they want to draft um, Tua, then you need Stafford around for a year just to show them the ropes, what you do, how to get prepared, how to be a pro, how to show up earlier than everybody else. And you can't just leave that to the young guys just to figure out. They like being around Derek Rose. They, he's been a, good to have in the locker room for them just as a mentor. And I think you, you keep him around at least until the summer just for that impact, if nothing
0: else. You keep Reggie Jackson. And there's a guy that you know spoke out the other night when Toronto was in town saying, hey, fa-, you know these fans aren't showing up for our own games. Get used to it. You keep him and you get rid of Drummond?
4: Well, there was a report too that um, they were looking to buy him out, uh, but but Jackson is he hasn't been around as much because he's been injured himself. Um, but there was no market for him, so it's really even if you were going to trade Galloway or or Marquise Morris, um, they had set the market price of Derrick Rose at a lottery level first round pick, knowing that teams weren't going to be able to reach that. Um, you're not going to give away guys, and and I've seen fans say you should even if you get a fifty first pick in the second round, then you should go ahead and and, and trade Galloway. But there's something about a professionalism, about having good guys, building a winning culture with these younger guys who don't know anything. They don't know the basketball side of things. They don't know a winning culture side of things or how you prepare and how intense you have to be. Those are things that are just important to have. And, And I pose the question, would you rather have the 55th pick in 2024 or have Langston Galloway for the rest of the season? I think I'd rather have a professional guy who uh, can help the young guys understand.
0: I like Galloway. I like a lot of this team, to be honest with you. And these and guys I, are laughing I, at me. See,
1: I, no, Rob. Right, listen, man. I again, you're you're you are a Detroit guy, so you get this. And I, I don't think this is lost on anybody, to man. We want our we are a blue collar town. We respect work. The the Piston teams, the great Piston teams, what they all had in common, they have toughness. An identity, and maybe that's short-sighted or whatever. I wouldn't care if they went up shooting threes. I just tell me who you are, and tell me what I'm paying to see, and I'm in. And what kills me about this guy is is similar to the same argument with Andre Drummond. Is the same argument about Joel Embiid, which is phenomenal talent, but what do you want? Like, do you want to like? Do you really want to win, or do you want to be here? Andre, to me since the day he has gotten here it i feel like he's the same person i don't think i don't see the emotional maturity i don't see the leadership i don't see a guy that literally deep down cares about winning and losing and i'm and i'm talking about the kind of winning that is getting my team to the playoff doing whatever i have to do taking the franchise on his back if i have that wrong because you spent significant time around this team Tell me what I got wrong from a per. What is the what is the biggest difference between perception and reality with regard to the motor and makeup of Andre Drummond, man? Because I'm this is a happy day for me.
4: Well, uh, you you were in the military, and so you understand. I still there am. Are, there, 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 still are. So yeah. you understand. In- In a team framework, there are different guys who do different things. And I think people have thrust that upon Drummond to be the rah-rah guy and to be the the, the, the strong voice that carries everybody. And that's not his makeup. That's not what he does. And you don't want to make a guy who's not a leader into a leader. Some guys just have it and some don't. He's not a everybody get on my back. I'm going to carry us to the playoffs. That's why they brought in Blake Griffin, to be that guy. That's why they brought in Derrick Rose. And Rose isn't a vocal guy, but nobody questions his leadership and blah, 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 and and what he brings to the table. People just do it in different ways, and Drummond, I think, has gotten sort of an unfair shake because of his contract, and that wasn't, and I've said this a thousand times, his max contract isn't the same as Blake Griffin's max contract, the numbers are different, but his max contract was based off of uh, more opportunity and timing, and they needed a face of the franchise rather than him being that and earning it out of merit and being a face of the franchise, top-level guy. And so people throw those expectations on him, but he's not, he's not your best player if you're going to be a playoff team or championship team. He's probably your second or third, more likely your third guy who can just focus on rebounding and setting screens and uh, defense and do things like that. The reason that he hasn't done that more is, again, what's his surrounding um, team been like? Blake Griffin's the best player that he's been around, but Blake's been been injured last year and this year. Uh, And so it's thrust Drummond into being a number one guy, a sergeant or a lieutenant, if you will, instead of just an infantry guy. He just needs to be a guy who can play in the background instead of being out front
2: and being the face of what you're trying to do. Thank you. Hey, Rod, give me uh, uh, the positive side now because this trade deadline's over and this is the team that we got the rest of the year. And like you're saying, you know, better to have bodies around and because you can learn to be professionals. You don't know what it is. What's something that you're going to watch for or look for? Is there a player or is there something that uh, us as fans can like the positive side through the rest of the season maybe we watch for because you know Andre Drum is the name that was here that everybody looks for double doubles now is uh you know you, you look at guys like um Christian you know, Wood cri- well that's what I'm saying like a Christian like Wood is the, like the potential of that does the, do any of the guys coming in have any potential getting more starting time like a different uh change of scenery uh what are your perspective? because if anybody knows you do bro
4: No, uh, Darren, I think that's a a very good point, that Christian Wood, for me, is that guy because he's very likely going to step into that starting spot and eat up a lot of those minutes. And he's an unrestricted free agent in the summer, so that's a guy that they're going to look long-term to maybe giving him a a bag of money and just saying, hey, here's $8 million, come and be with us for, for four years or five years. But because he's an unrestricted free agent, other teams are going to bid on him too, and it it might just be artificially driving up the price that some teams are going to offer him a little bit more money just to make the Pistons pay through the nose to do it. But there were rumors that the Celtics were interested uh, in Christian Wood yesterday and what they were giving up uh, isn't known, but that's a good young player that was the last guy to make this roster this year, that Joe Johnson was the other guy that he was competing with. He won the spot, and he's played really, really well. Uh, The consistency, the professionalism, those have been questions in his career. Now that you put him in a premier role as the starting center, uh, can he live up to that? Can he meet those expectations? Can he be a guy who plays a ton of minutes and still gives you the same production? That's the number one thing that I'll be looking for is uh, Christian Wood. Now you've got Spima Luke. when Luke Kennard comes back. What are the pieces of this moving forward in the coming years, and what is the core of this Pistons team going to be? What are fans fans shouting out money to come and see uh, from here on out? I think this second half of the season is going to be a test in that.
1: Rod Dwayne Casey, how much say does he have? Or in talking to him, I, I guess I can't I can't believe for the life of me that Dwayne Casey is cooking with the ingredients that that he wants. Is he been? Is is he vocal with the front office? Is he? T- I mean, if Dwayne Casey in his perfect world, what kind of team does he want on the floor, and how far away in terms of pieces is that for him? Because he, he his doesn't old team say back. a whole
0: lot. He wants his old team back. That's what he wants.
4: Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Truthfully, he, he, he marvel <laughs> when when they played Toronto last week. He was sort of this is the stuff that we were yeah. trying to install. These are the pieces that we wanted the way that Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam and those guys are playing. That's what he wants. And I don't think he came here for a rebuild, but that's what it's turned into because of injuries. And Ed Stefanski said the same thing at the beginning of this year, they were looking at this as a year that they were really going to put it together. They were going to be a playoff team that maybe got up to the six seed or the five seed or something like that. If everybody stayed healthy and this is like a five-team parlay where you need, all, you need Blake Griffin to be healthy, yeah. Eric Rose, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, and they lost on all of them. All of those guys have missed chunks of the season. So now you're, you're pivoting back to a rebuild. And Dwayne Casey, is, this isn't what he signed up for, but he's been known for uh, rebuilding teams and his his player development sort of thing. So this is going to be a different test for him to see if he can do the same sort of thing he did in Toronto with developing a Siakam, with developing a Fred Van Vliet. Now he's got Bruce Brown. Now he's got Vima uh Christian Wood. Those guys, uh, Sekou Dumbuya. can he work his magic again with them and make them uh, passable players in the NBA that can be consistent? Uh, and, and he wants to have a say in what this team looks like, and that's, Part of the, the synergy he has with it, Ed Stefanski and Tom Goris is if you're going to give me these ingredients to cook with, give me some say in, in what those ingredients are. When you're going to the, the grocery store, here's my shopping list. Here's what I want. I want three-point shooters. I want guys who can uh, be consistent and motivated and play tough throughout an entire game. And as they tear down this roster, you're seeing they're moving the guys who, who don't fit what he's trying to do. And Drummond might be one of those last traditional spinners in the league, maybe Rudy Gobert and, and maybe a couple others. Who do that same traditional center role?
0: Rod Beer joins us, Detroit News uh, Pistons beat writer. Been a long time, and we appreciate him coming on on the wrap. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, Darren McCarty, full house here. Ethan as well. Ethan, you got a question for Rod?
3: Yeah, uh, Darren kind of already addressed my question, but aside from looking at Christian Wood, um, do you see the Pistons viewing a possible addition for their future center coming more in the draft or more in free agency?
4: I would say in free agency, and, and uh, their backup center now is Don Maker. I would think they look at bringing him back maybe on a minimum, but your team would typically have three centers or a power forward that can masquerade as a center if you need them to. I can't see that being Blake Griffin. So I think Christian Wood is the main guy, and it just depends on what that number is going to be. If another team comes out and offers him $12 million, that's going to be tough to match. But, again, if you didn't have Drummond and he opted into his contract, that would have made it inherently more difficult to bring back Christian Wood. So, again, they they signal the direction that they want to have. They want to go young. They want to try to see what happens. And as you look into next year, depending on what they can do in reagency agency with cap money, and they haven't had cap money with this front office. They've been doing it on a shoestring budget. I mean, it's not going school shopping and you got 50 bucks and you got to get a school year's worth of clothes. You just don't have enough to make it work. Now they're going to have something like 35 million in cap space this summer. That was the big reason for for trading Drummond, is you wanted to make sure he didn't opt into his deal. Um, But you got Josh Smith's money coming off of the. roll the finances now. Finally,
2: God, finally bro. <laughs> I was, I mean, hey, I've been sober for uh, over four years. I was still drinking when he was uh, That's why you were that's drinking. drinking. <laughs> that's it. Sign him to that hey, one. That's I why I quit. I didn't want that to happen <laughs> right. again. Hey,
1: Rob, what was it? What was it, that movie, man, where it's like the curse, where the guy is like, uh, he's got the ghost just hanging on his shoulders, man. And like his show, he's like, oh, my back hurts. Oh, my shoulders hurt. Because it's like the ghost of Josh Smith has just been sitting on this franchise for so long. See that that made me happy. You just made me happy,
4: Rob Beard, man. Oh. Yeah, it's it's five point three million, but five point three million could have gotten you a really good player. Yeah. And I mean, Josh Smith is is the king of this man. He's he's got the. Bobby Bonilla contract because he, he made money from the, the big three this year and <laughs> from the Pistons. That's incredible when you think about it.
0: Unbelievable. But the last time the Pistons had money, Rod, they got Ben Gordon and Charlie V here, and that really that didn't work out. If I look back uh, on that on that era.
4: No, no, no. And I, I think they're going to be very prudent with this money, understanding that the the big sweepstakes is in 2021 when a lot of those big-time free agents are going to be on the market. And they may not get them, but they'll get that second tier of guys. And this front office has been very good at identifying talent that they got Sweet be just as a throw-in Love with uh, that Reggie Bullock deal. They got a look at Thon Maker for Stanley Johnson that they didn't have any future plans for. So they've done well. Bruce Brown, a second-round pick who turned out to be a starter, yeah. and, and he's a young guy that you want to keep an eye on. They're, they've been good at identifying talent and and not top-tier talent, but just guys who are going to work on cheap contracts. And I, I have faith that they'll be able to make the right decisions and at least give them an opportunity to be competitive next year. And again, they're not going in next year trying to make the playoffs, but you'll have Blake Griffin who, by all accounts, should be healthy. They'll have Derrick Rose, presumably. And if a couple of these young guys pan out, they could be a, a 7 seed or an 8 seed. If you're looking at that, but they're not trying to be a four or five feet. They really want to rebuild this thing and do it financially responsibly.
1: Well, they got to get the culture right because if they do that, look, free agents will go to the right culture. If the culture is right, we know free agents will go. If the culture is right, we know fans will go. So if they take care of the culture, if they get back to identity, if they tell us, tell your fans what piston basketball is, commit to it. And then I'll pay. I will bring my family down, man. But I, I'm not. I, I just I cannot, in good conscience, spend my money on a product when I got no idea what's going on. Give me a reason to come, and I'll come.
4: No, and I think that's fair, and that's a, that's the way a lot of the fan base feels. Is um, what is this team? What am I going to do? It's not about the T-shirts and and everything else, the entertainment thing that's going on at, at Little Caesars Arena. Basketball fans who know basketball want to know what they're looking at, and when you had Reggie Jackson and Andre Drummond as a pick-and-roll combo, you knew X and O-wise what you were getting into. Now I think it is they've identified themselves as a three-point shooting team that works around uh, Blake Griffin. And he's been injured, so you you have some expectation there. But now it is they're going to be a a young team that likes to run, that likes to shoot a lot of three-pointers. You don't have the names that you're going to know. If this development works out, some of the names are going to start to get
1: to no. know. I'm also tell you that this uh, this place ain't, it, we can just it's the elephant in the room, man. It ain't the palace. It just it ain't. No. It is it ain't the palace. It ain't built for basketball. Just, it like, is not, not a. Joe. It is not a fun watch. I'm going to call it what it, it is. is a fun so one. I I disagree wholeheartedly. Um, I think that's a that's a large element too, man. I always felt like every seat at the palace was a good seat. So I mean, I feel like there's – they're. they're They're ice skating uphill with some of their fans, man, especially some of your loyal fans.
4: No, and they felt like they had a good fan base in Detroit proper rather than going up to Auburn Hills. And I'll say this over and over. The Palace still was in the top half of the league in terms of arena venues. There was no real need to tear that thing down and to get a new arena but they felt like financially it made sense because you can charge a little bit more for tickets. So let's say you're getting uh, 15,000 people and you're charging a little bit more. That makes a difference as opposed to 17 or 18,000 people at the palace because you're charging a little bit less. So from a business perspective, they would, say that they're probably breaking around even or making the same that they were. And now they're a little bit more accessible because they're in downtown Detroit instead of northern Oakland County, because you have a business piece that goes along with it. Those season ticket holders, those corporate sponsors, um, the suites and everything that they have to sell, that's more important than the average Joe coming out and buying a ticket on a Tuesday. You need that guaranteed money of those suite holders that is so much more vital and so much more important from a business side. I'm, yeah. I'm not belittling the the, piece, the average fan that comes out and plunks down his money. Certainly respect to that, but from a business perspective, you need those key corporate partnerships with those folks. That is just as important as anything else.
0: Hey, Rod, thanks so much. Hey, I, I gotta let you before I let you go. The Cleveland Cavaliers. If this was the 1980s, they would have had a hell of a, of a back uh, front court. Uh, over in Cleveland right now. they got a lot of beef over there in Cleveland now, getting Andre Drummond.
4: Yeah, with Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, that's yeah. uh, they're going to deal Tristan Thompson at some point, but they get a decision on what to do with Drummond, whether they want to keep him next year and he opts in or sign him to a long-term deal. They it's Their problem now, the Pistons don't have to worry about it, so I think both sides ended up being happy in this. All
0: right, Rod. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, have a great rest of the season. We'll talk again. All right,
4: appreciate it, guys. Have a good day.
0: Our pleasure, man. It's Rod Beer, Detroit News, uh, Pistons beat writer. Plenty more coming up. We're going to get you ready for the new football season. Yeah, football didn't end. It's just starting. The XFL. We got your teams, who you're going to root for, the players, all of that. And a lot more coming up on The Wrap right here on NRM Streamcast. Yo, friendly.
1: Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Start Something New Sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just 145 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2020 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Big Horn 4x4, now just 199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly.
3: If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddie's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddithepizzaman.com. That's f-r-e-d-i thepizzaman.com or email freddithepizzaman at gmail.com.
0: Back on The Wrap, NRM Streamcast, Tom Asaway, Clarence Black, Darren McCarty, and Ethan Perlman all in the house here. On a Friday, we're getting you to the weekend. Hope everyone has a great weekend planned. The weather's been crappy the last couple days. Uh, we can do... Uh, Since that damn groundhog didn't see a shadow it was supposed to get spring, instead we're getting winter here. And uh, Mac and I and a bunch of others, Clarence was going to join us. He had some Army duties. We were out yesterday, out and about in a town. We went out with the Detroit Sports Media people led by Jennifer Hammond, the Hammer on Fox 2 and others. And uh, we got the... To hit the road and we went to Gleaners, man. It's my first time at Gleaners. My first time. I've heard so much about it and I was very impressed.
2: Well, I think that we, you know, the one thing is when you're sitting there and you realize, and uh, the gentleman who's introducing everything says, you know, how many pounds of food, you know, you say last year and people say thousands and it gets into the millions and then it's like 40 some, 45 million pounds or something. So we were over there and uh, to be a part of it and to be able to give back and, the vo- the way the volunteer to realize how it works. I think, you know, especially here with all our shows and the NRM family, it's about community. So to be able to get out and and our brothers and sisters in the Detroit yep. media and, and uh you know known Jennifer Hammond, obviously we have known from Fox 2 and covers the lions. But uh she's uh becoming the president of the Detroit uh Media Association, so it was great to be down there. But uh we had a lot of fun. We uh we uh Played with a lot of potatoes, We man. bagged a lot we of potatoes. a lot of potatoes. I don't
0: potatoes. know if I want to see
2: <laughs> another potato, but we did enough food yesterday.
0: What? How many pounds did we 7, do? 7,500 pounds. 7,500 pounds. 6,000 oh. 6, yes, meals.
1: Man, that's awesome.
2: 6,000 meals. Now, these
0: people, they said put Ford Field and Comerica Park together. Fill them, mm-hmm. and that's the people they feed for a year. Yeah. A that's year. Amazing. Yeah. That's what Gleaners does. and. We wanted to do a little something for you and show you a little bit about it, and our good buddies back here put it all together. Everyone in the back of the house at NRM, Corey and Andy, and yeah, and, and,
2: and, and I think the, the point that we the rest want to of the guys get here. across: if you want to get involved too, call down there because you know the guys. So we went as a group, but as before we were introduced, there was a Quicken Loans, and then there's individuals that I knew by name that go down and help, and there's different ways that you can give back and. I just love the the conversation when you're sitting around um bunch of potatoes. Yeah, sitting around a bunch of potatoes and we didn't <laughs> have to shuck them like uh, if Clarence oh was there, if Clarence, if 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 Clarence, Clarence was there had we would have to them, peel man. them, bro. Yeah. I'm not peeling them. And page,
0: you bro. you would have probably been so oh. picky with the potatoes. I could yep. just see you. That potato am, don't make yep. it. But, nope. uh, that potato right. don't make right. it. That's right. So I mean, only you, the finest taters. Only the finest taters. So we put a little something together for Corey
2: and David, David doing the Yeah, thank you David. David was shooting it yesterday. He didn't want to
0: he didn't lay a hand on a potato. By the way,
2: well, he's the cameraman. I know dude. he's the cameraman. He's an artiste behind the behind the camera.
0: <laughs> so Andy Corey, David, thank you for putting this together. We wanted to show you a little bit about gleaners in the Detroit sports media yesterday. Great job, guys, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Got to see a lot of people that we haven't seen in a while. Dan Dickerson was there from Tiger's Voice. He's getting ready to go down to Lakeland. Trevor Thompson from Fox. Mm -hmm. Uh, Terry Foster joined us down there. He skipped his workout to do some potato workouts with us, and – Lots of other people can't even name them all. Jason in the back, Jason Ritchie, our VP of uh, Business Development.
2: Corey, it's just, you know, and then and that's the whole thing. It's just uh, the the people giving back. But it, uh, you know, even having a conversation with Rod, I forgot to say, tell him, or tell his brother Rico, he said hi. You know, it's a family <laughs> affair. So he's miserable somewhere. Dantonio's uh, quit, and who knows what's going on. I love on how MSU. you call Rod and Rico brothers. brothers. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Exactly.
0: That's a that's a great that's a great old bit here in Detroit. Yep. Welcome into the NRM Streamcast. We told you we're going to get you hooked up with this XFL. We're not going to go crazy over it, but we want to at least tell you what the scoop is. The XFL, eight teams all over the country. And you got Seattle, the Dragons. By the way, they are coached by Jim Zorn, the former Seattle Seahawk. The D.C. Defenders, Wait, red and hey, white.
2: Hey, so people out there are going to have to Google Jim Zorn. But, Maz, give him a little tape like Jim Zorn, Jim's, 80s.
0: Jim Zorn and uh, Steve Largent yeah. were the hookup in the 80s when the Seattle Seahawks were in the AFC West. Took them to the AFC Championship game twice. These guys, Zorn was a lefty. He would just roll out. Steve Largent would run down. They'd say, oh, who the hell is this little, who's this guy? He's not going anywhere. He was way ahead of all these guys that New England has, and the Danny Amendolas, and oh
2: yeah, Steve Largent. He, Margin, was, he was, yeah. was the original, Steve the original. He's a Hall of Famer. When he's senator or congressman, he made
0: it. He almost made He almost was the governor of Oklahoma. He missed by like a couple of hundred votes, and he simply after that he took himself out of everything. He's out of the public eye. Oh no, man, he's I remember. Just a, I remember. He's just a, he's just a homeboy. Uh, I now. was
1: a young man. I think the Giants were playing. Your Giants playing the Seahawks. Lawrence Taylor was like that's a bad white boy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're not kidding, man. So that's Jim Zorn has got his Seattle Dragons, the that DC Defenders. That might be the Defenders. only time he ever right. said that, right. <laughs> right? DC Defenders, they are coached by Pep Hamilton. That's a name in the NFL. Pep. The LA Wildcats, they're coached by Winston Moss. The Houston Roughnecks, uh, they are coached by June Jones. You remember him over in uh, SMU.
2: Yeah. And that Atlanta, that run and shoot Hawaii, of baby. His, that, was yeah, the right. that was the yeah. that You're was the not kidding. June Jones with Bear the flowery score. shirts on the buy on the payout for
1: the Hawaii game. He likes to score. I'm going with he them. does. I like them. The, the
0: Tampa Bay Vipers, who have these great outrageous colors, they are coached by Mark Trestman. And the New York Guardians, coached by Kevin Gilbride. Remember Gilbride? He was fighting with Buddy Ryan. Ryan. Remember they yeah. would have a, they had a fist fight. The Seattle battle, uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. Jonathan Hayes and the Dallas Renegades—they are coached by guess who? The former Oklahoma head coach Bob Stoops. Oh, yep. so those are wow. your eight teams. Now here's some of the rules, guys, that you want to look at in the XFL that I really love. That the you NFL. You surprised
1: Stoops came back to coaching? So
0: no, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised he's in the XFL. Well, and no, no, and, and yeah. not no. In college. Tw-
2: right. But listen, it's a tweener. It's a per. No, yes, it makes sense because he doesn't yeah. know. You know, because I thought with Bob Stoops, who's one of the greatest college coaches. You know, at a young age, you could tell it's probably one of those burnout things. So this is one of these things I think he can put his toe in, you know, and, and see which out. which way he wants to go, right? Because you can probably go up and down from him because his track record doesn't mean anything. But you know, highly respected, and you know, like it's guys like that that bring the legitimacy yeah. or whatever to the to this sport. So it, it'll be interesting, exciting. But you know, we're gonna break down the rules, Maz. They're all offensive-centric. Running
0: clock. So the 15-minute quarters will run, consistently run, until the last two minutes of each quarter. I love that. Now here's your here's your, your point after. There's no kicks. There's no point after kicks. You either have to run it in. From the two yard line,
2: pretty much Vince McMahon saying what everybody else is. At, yeah, kickers are it's, pussies. Not only that, it's a waste of time, <laughs> a waste of time. because
0: the extra point is ninety five percent good, even yeah. though when they moved it back to the into the thirties, two point conversion you got to go in from the five yard line, and guess what? You could have a three point conversion if you take it in from the ten yard line, so you could have a nine point play. I, you know, the XFL. I got,
2: I got a dive in here because um, I was wondering if anybody out there is wondering, do they have lines on the XFL games? And they do. They don't have a total. But they have, like I looked at it briefly, like minus seven and a half yeah. and minus two and a half. Like that's how do you, that game's never I been know. played. That's Vegas. No, no, I understand. <laughs> I know. It's a, but it could go, like this is one of the things that. Um, it's a science project. Well, here's the thing. You see how it goes in the first few games or whatever. You <laughs> watch the money. I'd love to track the money going on the late games to see if there's a trend of of <laughs> how it's going back and forth. But you throw, a three, you, you throw in something different. Like the three pointer, like the four pointer, and yeah. three on three, yeah. you know stuff like the big three and stuff, and the offense. It, it's interesting because all these rules, it, it the, reading them, it's like okay, it, it, it you know there's no dog and pony clown wrestling XFL from before show. Right. He hate me. Change the <laughs> names gimmick. It's it's like but have the you more seen we read, that, have you read it, a legitimacy.
1: Have you ever seen? No, the genius events, man. How much stuff from the XFL eventually, kind of made it in. Like just some of the like the way they they shot the yeah. the what was it the overhead. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, like there are so yeah. many things the that NFL looked at. Like Vince can entertain, bro. Like yeah. these these games are going to be. If anything, they are going to be. Entertainment. It's going
2: to be like I, like just from listening to it, you expect <laughs> that you got to sit down and watch. Like, it's one of these things you're either going to have to like pause it or whatever because yeah. the game's going to go and it's going to be boom, yeah. boom, yeah. boom, yeah. I'm boom, watch. boom. Sort of like if you watch wrestling these days, um, you know, the action in it, where, whereas before when you'd watch a wrestling match when you're growing up, you listen to the chirp talks and then the first. 10 minutes of the fight you didn't have to watch because it's him back and forth and they're setting it up. Nowadays, dude, they're right into the finishers, yep. they're raid right into pinning, they're right <laughs> into like you know the match won't be over, but the entertainment level where they're pulling out all these high-end skills and athletic abilities, so the entertainment, he's just stepping his game up. This big right. man yeah. is
1: the consummate entertainment crack dealer. If he can find out what you want and get you addicted, he will literally If Vince literally McMahon and Simon
2: Cowell got together oh, and created a show, uh, I think we'd all be in it. I mean, we all want we'd all
1: be like, dived in. He knows how to turn it up. Yeah. He knows how to entertain. He knows what people want to see, and then he's just going to keep giving it to you and keep giving it to you. And that is the genius. Of what he does in that mechanism, man, he just he gets it. He well, he gets it, gets and it.
2: and if you look at the characters all throughout, you know how the evolution of it. Like if if the fan, he looks at the if the fans hate somebody, he'll make you really hate yeah. somebody. Yeah. Or if you like somebody, then you're gonna really pump to like them. And and it's just again, the and the greatest part, and I think now is because in wrestling, why they've let they've let the curtain back a little bit where they they. It's more that they've let the fans in that, hey, this is a show. These are characters, but they're people too. And, and with social media, and you see more of that, so there's more of a connection. I think with the XFL, he's going to try to have that same connection. Well, dude,
1: he realized that they're – so, uh, again, I'm a wrestling fan, hardcore wrestling uh, fan. So like, am I. I can't tell. Dude, the, when they do things, the well, fans don't like what again. they've realized is people tweet more about the shit they hate yeah. Than the results they want. Yeah. So if there's a result in it, or if there's something and I'm like, the, the whole Lana
2: oh, yeah. and Lana Bobby ba- Lashley yeah. wedding. Yeah. yeah.
1: I sent six to, I was I couldn't stop tweeting about right. it. When Bruce, and I'm like, you know yes, Bruce this I'm like, yeah. this is stupid. What's going on? He's got my wife is watching it with me. Yeah. Like I'm like, Bobby Lashley, I'm like, she's got his foundation on her face. This is a train wreck. And then I'm I'm like, wait a minute. Seven tweets in I'm like, Vince finn got me Yeah. Fence got me I'm like I'm out here like I hate it I hate it look at me it's like tweeting about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette you guys are hooked man but that's the new age now it's not just what you produce it's can you get people it's like the show is one thing but then it's also is like what are people talking about it am tweeting
2: about it I'm gonna just one quote before we get down this rabbit hole or whatever but you have a perspective because you've been on Survivor you've been on a reality show you have a like that's the whole thing that we none of us like I know what it's like to, to, to skate around the cup. Yeah. You know what it's like to play that game and that mentality. So it's a different level because you're in the executive producer
1: and you're in the entertainment because they don't care. It's like boom, 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 boo. It's like the number of people that watch Survivor is not even close to the number of people that tweet and post about Survivor. And that is the new age. That we live in. And I think that's the age that athletes get. And that is why, you know, I know Izzo's out there ranting and raving about social media. Social media is not going anywhere. If anything, it's continuing oh, to expand the well, ways in which that people do. So nowadays people get it, man. If I can put something on a half-hour show that you tweet about for the next six days until my next show, like, I got you. Bro, I'm winning. That's it. That, I, I got you. Yeah. Our show's an hour, but if we get people tweeting and stuff, right? Like, well, that's it. Hey, you know that one of the
2: things it. we're trying to do here with the NRM media, whether it's Mads and Friends, whether it's your show, whether it's my show, whether it's whatever show here, it's facilitating the options, you know. And that's yeah. what you know back around to the XFL with this. It's something new, but this time around, you know, it like because you, you, you're skeptical, you have to be because it yeah. didn't work before. But then you realize you look at what you're talking <laughs> about, you dig into it and go. Wow, yeah. I'm gonna give it a chance because well, it could it's work. It's the same
1: thing with the ABA. The ABA. Oh,
2: I love the ABA. And look, what I love the, US I the, US NBA, the love NBA. The NBA
1: had the presence of mind to go. We need to do. We yeah. They didn't blow it. They went. We're gonna take the best parts of that contest. Yes,
0: it was an ABA
1: or the three point yes. line.
0: I wish they'd change the ball. Make it red, white, and blue. I love that ball. Love, love ball. that ball. Best ball ever. Ever. I'm I'm dying to get a, a real ABA ball, but I got doc- I need Doctor J's. Signature on it, and they're pretty expensive. Look, man, we, people, people
1: love this game. If this is even close to solid football, because that's really what's going to happen. man. At the end of the day, if the first play out of the game is a, it's a pitch left, and the guy pitches it, and it goes into the third row, people are going to turn off, because that's what happened last time. The replacements. <laughs> yeah, oh <God. laughs> yeah,
0: but the USFL worked. It worked. Well, and yeah, it got a fan like me. Too. I'm a
2: football fan.
0: Yeah. I like that football was good to me. But legit, I liked
2: it. Look at who they started with coming out of the gate. Though. Yeah, they had some Herschel Walker, Walker, Jim Kelly. No, but they Jack had, they had White. Some names to make you yeah. watch. Now, I, you know, looking over these rosters, I got the rosters ahead yeah. of me, and I, and and I claim the DC Defenders. Yes. Uh, I, I even though it's Defenders, I pass it through Clarence. I had to have them because the red and white—that's yeah, my power card. Yeah. But Wild I got Cardell card- yeah. Jones, That's the good. old the, the ethanol like that, the old twelve gauge. Yep. Oh, the, the quarterback. So that's
0: the team you're going to be betting on this year? I'm not oh, bat- I'm going to back. And
1: I'm Who's go coaching my Wildcats TV? again?
0: The Wildcats, you're not going to know him. He was uh, Winston tell Moss. Tell me what I'm going to know. Winston Moss is your coach. You
1: tell me I'm not going to know Now, Winston
0: your defender's Moss. coach is Pep Hamilton. Pep so
2: you Hamilton? Got, so you got Pep. All right, I'm going to be tweeting Pep. You'll
1: be tweeting Winston. Winston. Moss.
0: And I'm going to, of course, take uh, the New York Guardians. I already have the sweatshirt. Hey,
1: who the hell is Winston Moss? I don't know. <laughs> so you don't even know. No, I don't know. You who can tell me I don't know uh, you ac- don't know.
3: According to the <laughs> XFL website. Let's see here.
0: I got Kevin Gilbride as my head coach.
3: Oh, way to go, Maz. Who is this dude?
0: I wish I'd go with Jim Zornstein. Hey, how how long he like before he was off, the off of Major League, League he was working at a tire
2: shop Gettleman's gone and they hire your new guy. He was the assistant head coach Yesterday. and linebacking
3: coach when the Green Bay Packers <laughs> won the Super Bowl in uh 2011.
1: Okay. All right. I'm older right. than my coach. What has he been doing, though, man? Why is my guy, like, that? I mean, XSO? it says
3: here he's got 20 years of coaching. No, he did something, 12.
1: bro. He did something somewhere. You need to dig, man. He has the same last name as Randy Moss. There you go. There we go. You're yep. all set. No, he did something, dude. You don't go from, like, he was on that <laughs> staff. They went to the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden now. I got Pep. heard from him? Pep Hamilton. All right, went from Winston. quarterback,
2: coach, and Howard to the offensive Jets, da-da-da-da-da-down. Indianapolis offensive coordinator. Oh, he's been around the NFL. Eat, he, did. he did something, man. Michigan, seventeen, eighteen, assistant head coach That's and right. pass most game most coordinator.
3: Recently, he, yes. was, he was the linebacker at the University of Miami. Linebacker's coach in
1: Miami. Uh, see how they
3: style you. Let's see if it's best. Is he
1: related to Santana Moss and the rest of those like Miami dudes?
0: Why are you putting this pressure on this? Cause, pick? man, I want to know who I this
1: dude know. is. It's, I was say, it's bothering me, bro.
0: So I'm going to keep going over the rules. You need one foot in bounds for a wide receiver. Just one foot. Now here's the thing. When you're punting the ball, the players cannot release from the line of scrimmage until the ball is kicked. So you got to wait till the ball is punted. Then you can chase down the punt returner. And I think that's pretty good. And then if you knock it into the end zone, touchback is 35-yard line. That's the major one they call it. they call it a major touchback yeah, I, I when it's kicked it out it. of the end zone. It's thirty-five yard line. Otherwise, it'll be a th- it'll be on the thirty-yard line. Okay. If I think uh, if it's a shorter kick than that, the commissioner is Oliver Luck,
1: former and, and Andrew's, Andrew's dad. dad. Andrew's dead. Right.
0: He is the commissioner. He was a commissioner of, the of
1: like a soccer league though too. Wasn't I think he, he was.
0: Like now you you have a list. I gave you guys a list of all the Michigan college players that are in this league. Dallas has three of them. DC's got two. Houston's got two. LA, New York, and St. Louis have one. Seattle, with Jim Zorn, has the most. And Freddie writes in, of course, he's gonna always remind me of this. Freddie told me Jim Zorn, don't forget, was the Lions quarterback coach. That's right. Back in the day. Scott Mitchell.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Freddy. he used, And then uh, you mean was, the sur- uh, orthopedic surgeon, Freddie? Yeah, yeah, the guy that fixed two He did to he, he did to yeah, The guy that fixed two. Freddie is, Freddy is a phenomenal man. surgeon. Hey, dude, he pizza's yeah. in one hand. You know, because that's why that's surgery why Matt doesn't other. want two. Because because <laughs> Freddie did the surgery. Freddie did the surgery. Yeah, and, and you know, Freddie screwed it up. Yeah, Well, well they no, went to Freddie. Yeah, can't take Tua because Freddie did the surgery, which I think is ridiculous.
2: Well, at least he doesn't
1: screw up the pizza. Doctor, no, he doesn't. Doctor Freddie is is awesome.
0: He does not. So
1: those are your rule changes.
0: So Mass- you like it or not, and they got DraftKings now. You can actually draft an XFL team on DraftKings. You can play fantasy I football. Go see they have a deal I got this
1: thing in my shoulders. With, kinda... draft,
0: with draft, Kings. DraftKings, so you could bet.
1: I like.
2: Uh, I, I that's cool. I mean, cool. I don't know what to say, but I mean, hey, if you're gonna, if you're gonna buy a lottery ticket, play DraftKings. So let me. I think Vince is play. gonna play this
1: straight, man. I think Vince. I don't think it's gonna get crazy. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna be as much wrestling. I think Vince gets it. This is an opportunity. I think they're gonna dial back the craziness. You know, he won't. People won't be getting into these these feuds with Bob Costas. <laughs> so I think just. I'm, I'm excited. Hey, for here's it, a couple
0: man. names you'll know: uh, Connor Cook. The Houston you said Roughnecks. you, you bench. He has already been benched in the Houston Roughnecks. <laughs> he is not even going to start <gasps> the season. Connor Cook is back on the bench for the Houston Roughnecks. What did he get benched for? Uh, some guy beat him out. The L.A. Wildcats have Taiwan Jones, former linebacker from Michigan State. Those are a couple of the names. Demetrius Cox from Michigan State. He is on the New York Guardians. Uh, who else can we see here? Sergio Bailey from Eastern Michigan. Channing Scribling from Michigan. Jeremy Clark from Michigan. William Campbell from Michigan. They're on the Seattle team. So they, they got some names out there. And These are players that were either on practice squads or they slipped through an NFL roster. Injured players. Those are the players that you're going to be seeing on, in this XFL.
1: They go through this inaugural year. I wonder how fast it's going to be before they start taking guys out of high school. Oh. I'm telling you. Oh, wow. That's going to be. That's going to be. You might have something that's there. That's going to telling you, man. It's going to be it. Guys are going to sit back and they're going to say, with the way things are right now, if I'm a running back, I have to get on the field as fast as humanly possible and maximize my speed as fast as humanly possible. And I think you, you can look no further than look at Fournette, look at Gurley, look at Chubb, all of them wasting time in college. Not the education piece. I get that. But running backs have yeah, a shelf life. Shelf life. I mean, I mean, literally, one of the greatest. And all the time sho- here's the thing: the shelf life starts in high school. Yeah, that's what's crazy.
2: Your clock once you pit, once you take that first hit, the clock starts. Yeah. So that
3: starting quarterback for the Roughnecks is going to be PJ Walker.
2: PJ Walker oh, beat that, out
3: that, that PJ he, Walker. He kid, beat out Connor, Connor Cook Walker. out of yep. Fast and Furious. He's a uh, formerly <laughs> quarterback of Temple and <coughs> was uh, at one point with the Indianapolis. <laughs> but let's be
1: honest, man. Connor Cook's not good. I never thought Connor Cook was that great.
0: Well, he made it to the so, NFL, I, and you know, yeah, not for long. Good for him. So all the games are going to be on ABC, ESPN, and the Fox family. So this week you got Seattle at DC, two o'clock tomorrow on ABC. That's Saturday. Then the, the the late game is the Wildcats of LA against the Houston Roughnecks. That's a Fox game. Sunday you got Tampa Bay at the New York. That's on Fox, and you have St. Louis at Dallas. On ESPN, that is the late game. So All right, so there's your XFL. You're caught up.
1: So we're already going head-to-head week one, Maz.
0: You yeah. against me, huh? Yeah.
1: Can it's NFL guys be on this team right now? Like, if your season ended and you don't have a contract.
0: Well, if you don't have a contract. Yeah, I mean, I if your contract. Con- I'm not sure. When does yeah. the
1: NFL season expire? Is it March 1st? The new NFL season yeah, starts it's on March 1st. Yeah, so the end of February. the NFL yeah. season starts on March 1st, which is a month, and they're still playing games and you don't have a team, can you go – we probably have to look into to see what the XFL's rules,
3: rules are, are on signing guys oh, after the They said they starts. wouldn't take
0: Antonio Brown, by the way. They already <laughs> said, we're not taking Antonio Brown. You Come see, on with an apology? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's, ask, he's, he's trying to apologize to everybody. Trying to apologize everybody. To everybody. And then next well, week, he'll he call them all MFers like working again. Working
1: at Tubby's, you don't make that much. No,
0: you don't. <laughs> you don't. Hey, Sonny good John game tomorrow. For. College basketball. It's the first U of M hosting Michigan State at Chrysler Arena. Michigan, of course, lost to Ohio State on Tuesday and MSU lost to Penn State on Tuesday, so tomorrow it's put up or shut up, uh, Michigan and MSU at noon. Uh, listen to Jimmy King with uh, Terry Foster coming up after us, and uh, he'll break that game down here. But listen to this Big Ten, the Big Ten, you could put like a ton of teams in the twelve. Big Dance. They here. may get twelve. You you no, they're not going to get twelve.
1: If Michigan goes on a run, I think Michigan's they might
0: getting get in, uh, and I still don't think. they're
1: Twelve teams, yeah, what, dude. This, they've murdered. They're murdering each other.
0: Maryland and Illinois are tied for first at eight and three. Yes. MSU eight and four. Penn State, who just beat MSU, is fourth. Iowa, Rutgers is is tied for fifth. They almost beat Michigan last Saturday at the Garden.
1: Purdue has blown out both Michigan State and Iowa this year already, and they're so, six and six. So your ranked wins are high. Michigan won that that won the um, the battle for Atlanta. So that that's still they're holding on to that. And oh, by the way. When they're healthy, as good as anybody.
3: When they're not driving cars into telephone. Well, poles I mean, that's yeah. the look. I that mean, was a pretty good kids, story. Man, huh? Sometimes yeah. kids drive
1: cars and uh,
0: well. Wisconsin six and six. Purdue six and six. Minnesota six and six. Indiana's five and six with Ohio State. And then Michigan, twelfth. Here's what's at crazy, four man. and seven.
1: Do you think Izzo's like losing it? He's no. turned into oh he's he's turned into like get off my lawn guy. <laughs> no, really. he just no, chills, Jesus. man. He, the the regular, he just lost his buddy. He chills he's in the regular season, kind of like no, no. He's not chilling. He's yeah, he's no, venting, he's... man. He's out here complaining. How about many more years now? of Izzo, you think? Oh, dude, I don't.
0: Here is what I heard. I, we had Mateen Cleaves at our at our dinner a few weeks ago. I talked to him, and I am like, "How long does Izzo have?" And he just he said, it. "If he wins, he's done." Another title. Mm-hmm. One title more. He wants to win. One more, and then he'll retire. Yeah, and That's my team Cleves uh, telling you face-to-face. By the way, Red Wings take on Columbus tonight. In Columbus, Red Wings still with the worst record in the league. I hate They to won last up. night, though. They did win yeah. last night. They beat Jeez. Buffalo in a shootout, 4-3. next hey, sh- you got to
1: take me, man. We got to record it. I've never been. You got to take me. You, you got to let me know when you want to go, man. bro. Record it. Shout,
0: shout out. out my first I got, game.
1: I, I got I. We'll talk. Yeah.
0: Hey, shout out to Kiefer Bellow. Scored his first NHL goal his dad, Brian, uh, you're good buddies with Brian. Yeah, toupee. He flipped his lid a couple times, yeah. right? The Islanders with Kiefer Bellows. By the way, our girl Stephanie in the back, our marketing manager, her parents was were his he stayed at their house. Billets. Yeah. What do they call that?
2: Billets. Billet.
0: Billets. What is a billet? Explain. As is,
2: is you, is another family raises you away See? from home. that's what these <laughs> hockey
0: players do. So he was a billet guy here for uh, for our own Stephanie. So thanks to everybody Dude. in the behind the scenes, Angel, Kelsey, Stephen, Cole, and in, in the hot box over here in the telephone room. Thank you to Clarence Black, My Darren man. McCarty. Listen to Grind Time coming up. Ethan Perlman, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mrs. Buzzy. Black. Take care of this man. Let him eat something, for crying out loud. I'm Tom Mazzaway. We'll see you again. Have a great weekend. Go XFL!